if, if Biden wins, then they're here with their champagne and their vegan cheese and they're just partying and eating MDMA. But like the other side of that coin is these exact same people would have been literally tearing New York City apart. Welcome to the Punching Down Podcast with your host, Danny Polish Chuck. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode... 35 of the Punching Down podcast. This is a real one. Uh, the last episode, it's kind of a half episode. I was uh, I was debating not even, I actually took it down. I was debating not even putting it up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it up for everybody who wants to listen to it right away. Because it was just too in the middle of all the shit going down. I, I recorded it last week on like Wednesday. There was like... It looked like Biden was going to win and then but you were like, who knows and whatever. So we have a little bit more clarity now. And so we can do a proper episode of the podcast. Um, and uh, it's just exciting to say that your new president of the United States is Joe Jorgensen. So give it up for Joe Jorgensen, everybody. No, uh, Biden. They're saying Biden's winning. But you know what? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just all the distrust that's been sown over the past many years, but I just, I don't like all my friends are like all my friends on the left, which is pretty much all of them. They are, they are jubilant. They are excited. It's like kind of like when Obama won, they are really pumped. Um, and for whatever reason, I just, I feel like there is just a chance. There's still a chance uh, that Trump, because it's like, I know it's such a hacky, cliche thing to be like, what else does 2020 have in store for us? But honestly, could you just not see Trump f by some sort of shady thing or, you know, by the fact that he installed all these, uh, like, you know, right-leaning Supreme Court justices, I don't know. I could just, and they're talking about all this fraud and shit. So everybody's just like, oh, it's a done deal. Biden's in. And I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not positive about that. Uh, I'm not completely. And you know what? The crazy thing is, it's like, so on the betting side. So I talked about this last week. So on all like, you know, the predict it and, and sites like that. So Trump was like a, a, not a huge underdog, but he was a small underdog to win, uh, more of a, less of an underdog than he was in 2016. And then election night, he slowly starts creeping up, and then he finally it goes even money, and then he, which is basically like you know a coin flip, you know it's the same odds on both sides, and then he becomes a huge favorite, like a massive favorite, only to basically then and he went basically like you know when I went to sleep that night, he was a huge favorite. Wakes up the next morning, or I wake up the next morning, and now he's a massive underdog, and everybody's like, it's just a lock. Biden's Biden's taking it, and it happened just like that. And then it got to the point where, like, I hadn't really been looking at the odds, but, like, Trump was, like, a massive, massive underdog. But now I just looked, and, like, the betting sites, and, I mean, I guess, you know, because it hasn't been called. It's not like, like, just because, like, Fox News or CNN says Biden won doesn't necessarily mean... Like, you know, the whatever election officials say that when they're still counting the votes, they're just, you know, they, they make these predictions based off of information. I'm sure most of the time they're right. But anyways, as of now, Trump's like a 12 percent chance to still win this, which again, and I mentioned this on the previous episode, if you play poker, for example, 
12% chance might not seem like a lot. It happens all the fucking time. So all I'm saying is who knows with this. Um, all, I just, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'll say about that is that I would not be surprised if somehow, you know, he gets fucking Giuliani. Although that's, that's a tough one though. You're like, considering his lawyer is... Giuliani and you're like I don't know the the four seasons so if you don't know the whole four seasons thing this is like one of the funnier things that's occurred for at least the Trump campaign because he he definitely always gave the air that he was in charge even if he wasn't and they're not very good that just that side of just you know saying whoops we we screwed up so a couple days ago uh, Trump was like, we're, we're giving a speech to basically challenge because they're basically challenging every state that they lost. They're saying there's election fraud, which maybe th- there's like there's no one to know. Like as a regular person, as someone who like I just, you know, I go and I read I read news news sites on the right. I need read news sites on the left. I read news sites in the middle. I read people's tweets. I go through, you know, like I'm trying to parse all this information, but it's just impossible because like there's just so much misinformation on there. But so anyways, they're claiming that there's all sorts of improprieties. There's voting machines were hacked and like, you know, and you read all this stuff, but you're like, you know, stuff you read just ends up becoming a couple days later when someone's like, oh, yeah, that was that gets debunked. But it's like the misinformation is being created faster than it can be debunked. And sometimes like you read the misinformation on what you think are trusted news sites. And then sometimes you read them and you thought they were on trusted news sites, but they never were, but they just kind of get lumped in. Like, like, um, this is like a perfect one where, uh, there was like a, you know, a bunch of tweets started going around saying, uh, Dick, Ch- the Joe Biden was talking to Dick Cheney of all people about, you know, uh, when he takes over or whatever, he's going to be talking to Dis- Dick Cheney about helping him with, I don't know, whatever foreign policy. Cause, Dick Cheney only killed, you know, I don't know how many fucking millions of brown people, but uh, they're talking about that. And then that just started going around as that was just a fact that, you know, yeah, Joe Biden is and and, you know, you read it and, this, you know, it might be something so much as like I just someone who I trust, who's not a news source, but I, you know, consider them trustworthy. I follow them on Twitter. I read that and then I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And then all of a sudden it gets debunked and they're like, yeah, that's complete bullshit. That didn't happen. And then and then like I read some write up on it where it was like literally some random Twitter account with like a thousand followers just tweets. Yeah, Dick Cheney's a. Uh, going to be uh, helping Biden with the uh, foreign whatever. And then like all of a sudden, like it's just, you know, people all over just talking about it. Like it's a fact. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I'm going to just wait and see. That's, that is kind of my stance on all of this is that you kind of just have to sit back and wait. But what I'm definitely, I mean, I would have, I was going to say, I'm definitely not celebrating, but I would have never celebrated. I just don't care really one way. Or the other, like, you know, a lot of people are vested. So this is the funny thing. This is the way I found out uh, that Biden was uh, elected. And again, when we say elected, you're like, it's just, yeah, Fox News and CNN called it, which is funny because like the, you know, everybody's like Fox News is the Republican arm and CNN's the Democratic arm or whatever. But Fox News has been going pretty hard against Trump, like. There was a clip today where Kaylee McEnany or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, she was talking about all this like voter fraud and they literally just like cut away from her. And like the guy, I think it was Neil Cavuto was like, yeah, he's like, we can't just let her say this stuff because there's no proof of this. But they're, you know, they're opening up legal challenges and just, you know, who knows? It's like 
I just the people who think it's impossible at this point for him to pull it off. I'm like, I just I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, so I was sleeping. Uh, I had a long night Friday night. Um, I'm sleeping and I'm, I'm, I'm having this weird dream where I was, I was, I was actually dreaming where I was in back in university. I think it was like a place I lived in university. I don't remember it that well, but I just, I remember I heard all this, like, just this like cheering or whatever. I remember and it's like in my dream, I'm like hearing this cheering. And then I like look out my window in my dream and there's like the whole football team from my college or whatever. And they're just cheering. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I wake up. And I'm hearing actual cheering. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, why are people cheering? And to the point where, like, it's so weird to hear cheer, like, just to hear, like, you know, celebration in the street that I just really didn't, I didn't even know what to make of it. I was such in days, and I'd been up pretty late the night before, and I got pretty drunk, and I was just like, didn't, just didn't know what was going on. And then I was like, oh, Biden must have won. He must have won. And then so that's how I found out. And then I went and I, I, you know, opened my phone or whatever. I'm like, oh, they, they gave it to Biden. And people were going crazy. Like I went to Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I live in close to there, but on the other side of the, the East River. So I went into Williamsburg and like for the day and people were like, I'm um, walking around and everybody just has champagne bottles. Like it was crazy. Every single person like I like you would just look at every person and they're like, they're having champagne bottles and uh, it kind of gives me like the, the fucking the Falcons Patriots vibe a bit, you know, like it's like they were like they were on the field ready to pop bottles. And then you're like, yeah, but well, I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe it wasn't premature, but uh, everybody had everybody had had uh, champagne bottles like it was crazy. And so. We're just like, you know, whatever, we're, we're walking around and then, uh, oh yeah, sorry, I, I, I'm totally got off track here. Um, I'm going to double back, but so with the champagne bottles, but, but before I go back, as I was talking about Giuliani, I was a bit on a tangent there, but so yeah, so Giuliani, they, uh, <laughs> this is weird for me to even come back to this, but so they, they had this press conference uh, to talk about all this impropriety or whatever. And then the press conference, it was like, we're having a press conference at, at 11 a.m. at the Four Seasons and, in Philadelphia. And then they, someone, whoever booked it, who I imagine is now fired, unless it was like Rudy Giuliani himself, booked the Four Seasons, uh, it's a place called Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which is literally a landscaping company in between a crematorium and like a sex shop. In like, not even like a strip mall, it's like in an industrial park. Like, it was crazy. Uh, and so then then they had to basically... And then the Four Seasons in Philadelphia was like, hey, just so you know, like, this press conference is not at the Four Seasons. And then and then so they ended up having to do this. It was the saddest thing because especially, like, when you're contesting and you're like, you know, we're so smart, we're getting to the bottom of this. And then they're in this fucking parking lot in front of a landscaping company. It was not a good look for them. The landscaping company had fun with it, though, because that's the thing. They probably knew when they were like, yeah, the Trump campaign just they just uh, called us to do a press conference here. And, you know, they do have that like middle America vibe where they will do stuff like that. But they're not going to do that in Philadelphia like they would do that in Iowa or Ohio or Pennsylvania. But they're not doing that shit in specifically the city of Philadelphia. But, you know, they were like, probably, I'm sure they were offered some money. They're like, hey, well, we'll give you five grand or something. And they're like, oh, we're not going to turn down five grand. 
So then they uh, they just let them come, and it was just they had to go through. It. And then the the landscaping company started taking all this heat. People are like, I can't believe you would do. This. And they're like, what are they supposed to do? They're like it's the you know the president of the United States office called, and you're like, yeah, why don't you go fuck yourself, pal? But then they started selling some um some swag like hats and stuff. Like one of them was Lawn and Order. Pretty good, Lawn and Order. Whoever thought that up, I'm sure they sold. A few hundred of them. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that's what I meant to get to before I got uh, super off track. But yeah, so anyway, so back to Brooklyn. So everybody's got champagne bottles. And then we were looking to go, you know, partake in the, you know, the fun or whatever. Because it's like, it's very bandwagony, especially for me. Like, the you know, the closest thing I can personally compare it to is I was living in Toronto when the Raptors won the NBA Finals. But I'm actually like a really big fan of there, so I I definitely wasn't a bandwagon guy at all. But it's like you know they won, and there's a million people out in the streets in a city of like a few million or whatever, like four million. There's like a million people in the street. It was crazy. But you know, a lot of people you just it's the collective effervescence, as they say. You just want to be caught up in the whatever the moment or whatever. So we uh, we went out. Uh, we went out to Brooklyn to uh, McCarran Park, which is like the big like Williamsburg Park. It was fucking packed tons of people there not really many people wearing masks lots of like dj or like a bunch of it was like basically like a music festival it was the closest thing to a music festival that you would see this year there was like you know there were separate areas of the park and like different types of music there were like all these like djs like running around like uh like on buses like a like a literally like a school bus would like roll down the street with like a dj and like people are like standing on the roof and there'd be like rails and stuff so they could like stand and people were just like people were pumped because the thing it's like brooklyn it's like i can't imagine people were like there was huge celebrations like that in fucking you know florida or whatever like i don't imagine places in florida but this is like one of the most liberal places in Maybe the world, like Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, or maybe not in the world, but at least, at least in New York. So, uh, but yeah, people were going crazy. It was definitely a super spreader event, except for that it's not technically a super spreader event because they're not Trump supporters. Because imagine Trump won and then there was an equivalent thing, like literally the news would just be going nuts for it. But because it was, you know, in their minds toppling I, I saw a tweet about this where someone's like yeah this wasn't like celebrating a, a new president we toppled a dictator and you're like get the fuck out of here with the ridiculous nonsense toppling a dictator I mean, he's a shitty president like that's but he's not a dictator but anyway so uh people were going crazy and it was funny too because like i was there with ryan long and a couple other friends and, and we were kind of saying how it's like all these people it's like hippies it's like you're almost like at fucking burning man or some shit they're all like you know doing fire sticks and like they're doing hula hoops and there's like a million bicycles and you're like if these people like these people's night like if trump won like if, if biden wins then they're here with their champagne and their vegan cheese and they're just partying and eating mdma but like the other side of that coin is these exact same people would have been literally tearing New York City apart. They would have been smashing targets and like pulling down statues like that energy had to come out for them in some capacity. And that was, I guess, just thankfully a positive one. And it's funny, too, because the narrative obviously before the election, like even my mom was like, she's like, make sure on the night of election, like don't go outside you gotta worry and i'm like yeah i mean the only concern about going outside is if trump wins like 
right wing people don't they do not have a history of like looting and tearing shit down. The most they do is they show up to places with guns and then they try and like start shit, but like you know, they'll try and get someone to like, you know, start a fight with them so then they can fight or whatever, but they don't just instigate shit and they definitely don't loot. That is not not their style to loot. Uh but anyway, so many people are like, oh, aren't you worried? I'm like, no. I'm like, first off, they'll only be looting in New York City if Trump wins. And uh, and he didn't, at least so far he didn't. But it's funny, lots of places, they're not taking down the boards. Like the Target by my house, and I've seen photos of Washington, D.C. and all over the place. And they're not taking down the boards. And honestly, I don't blame them because if somehow Trump snatches this away at this point, like, again, it's... Based on the odds, the betting odds, 12% chance that it happens. If he does that, all those people who were high on MDMA and having the time of their life, drinking champagne, popping bottles, celebrating, are going to cost, possibly be the angriest people, the angriest group of people that has ever taken to the streets of New York City or any liberal place. Because obviously they're not going to go to like any sort of like Republican strongholds. But like... New York City is going to be on fire for, like, it's going to be worse than 9-11, probably. Like, they are going to fucking go nuts. The only thing that I can kind of relate to this is I was at Game 5 of the NBA Finals, back to the Raptors. I was at Game 5 of the NBA Finals uh, last year when the Raptors won uh, that, that season. But we were, so, Game 5, the Raptors were up um, 3-1 in the series. So, they were, like, they just needed one win, and they won the NBA Finals. And uh, the game was in, they were losing in the fourth quarter, and then they went up by like six points with like three minutes to go, which a six-point lead in basketball with three minutes to go is nothing. Like I've seen teams give away a 10-point lead with a minute to go. So it's like, it's not much. But everybody there, you could start feeling like a real energy where you could really be like, oh my God, like, we're about to win this. Like everybody, like I remember like turning to a guy I was beside and I was like, Oh my God, like we're about to win the NBA finals. Like this is crazy. Like it was absolutely electric. Like that's the only way to even describe it. It was like the energy was insane. It was electric. Everybody was like, you know, strangers literally like hugging and jumping up and down. We're like, Oh my God, we're about to win it. And then I don't remember exactly who scored, but I think it was like Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Someone hits a three pointer right at the end of the game. Raptors lose. And the, just like a vacuum the air just gets sucked out of the building and i remember they were giving every all those games they would give away free t-shirts right and so everybody had a free t-shirt and as we're leaving the building and that was like it was so funny that night too because like i got like i was at the game and then like i progressively got drunker because i was like we're about to party like i'm gonna start this shit early that was like one of the sadder things too because we're like we're about to start this shit early i was getting drunker and drunker and then we're just like it ends and you're like kind of drunk and they lost and there's nothing to celebrate and I'm sure I wasn't the only one and then it was probably like a Tuesday night or something and then they were like walking out of there and people were just like it was like real anger like people were like like you're like we're still up 3-2 in the NBA finals but people were like legitimately like they were angry because they had they had what felt like a win stolen from them like people were like taking the t-shirts and they were throwing them in the fucking garbage and stuff and they were like kicking stuff. Like people were mad. They were very mad. Now, and I said to myself too, I remember I'm like, if the Raptors somehow go from having a 3-1 lead in the series and they lose the series because the next game was in Golden State and then if they lost that game, then you're like, you have a game seven and 
at that point, I would probably have to take uh, Golden State just with their, like, you know, their history or whatever. And you're like, if the Raptors somehow lost this whole series, I'm like, Toronto would burn to the fucking ground. Anyways, my point being is if somehow Trump pulls this off and if on January 20th or whatever the fuck day it is, I think it's January 20th, I don't, I don't know if they inaugurated. Is there an inauguration for the same president? I, I don't know. That, that I'll have to look into. I think there is, though. But anyways, if there's a scenario where he gets inaugurated on January 20th, that'll be an absolute fucking nightmare for this country. Um, I mean, at least for half of it. I mean, half of it will be loving it, but the other half will not be good. Let's just say they're not going to be good sports about this loss. Because again, they're gonna feel like the the like basically currently the Republicans feel like it's being stolen from them. At least many do, not all of them, but there are an element where they're like, you know, they're stealing the election from us. And the Democrats are like, Yeah, sorry, you lost. And it's so funny too, because like literally the past four years, like like I don't even think the the Democrats even still consider Trump's win legitimate like his like his current term even though he's almost done they still don't consider that a legitimate thing and then now he's being like well biden's wins is not legitimate and they're like oh yeah yeah no it is like they're like they're not even willing to indulge that and i mean i understand a part of it is the fact that just trump has been literally telegraphing this whole thing like he's been saying for months that he's like yeah i'm not going to accept the results of the election because it's going to be an unfair election and He's been saying that he's going to do this, and now he's doing it. But it's just so funny that, like, how quickly, like, the dissonance with people where you're like, you have been, for the last four years, saying how there's meddling in our elections and that how people are meddling and that there's a potential for unfair elections. And the moment it swings the other way, they're just like, oh, no, no, that's not possible this time. It happened with you for sure, 100%. But for us, there's just no possibility of it. Uh, and I get it. They want to be the winners. Nobody wants to be on the losing side. They want to be on the winning side. So that's that's how they're uh, that's how they're thinking of it. But fuck, it'll that'll be a messy one if if Trump somehow manages to pull it off. I will be laughing. I will think it'll be very funny. I'll be locked in my home for sure. I, thankfully, I live on a high floor, high enough. Uh, but <laughs> that's the thing too. They're the the Trumpers. They're getting mad because. It's interesting, too, because people are like, oh, this is the biggest landslide ever. The most amount of people ever voted for a, a winning president, which is which is Biden, I think 74 million, and Trump got 70 million votes. And people are like, well, yeah, well, that's a big, that's a landslide. Four more pil- million people voted for Biden. But you're like, yeah, but the country is like 300, whatever, 30 or 40 million people. Like, it's only like an extra 1%. Like, it's really, cl- really fucking close. Like... As much as that is literally 4 million people, although if you ask the people on the right, they're like, yeah, those are 4 million dead people or whatever. This shit's going to drag on. I I find it very difficult to believe that we're going to actually have like an actual official new president um, soon. I I just I don't feel it. I could be wrong. Obviously, I could be really wrong. I know that uh, I've been seeing some stuff online, which is pretty funny. Like just everybody's their hats are flipping like they're honestly going the opposite way. So remember, there was like. Trump won, and then they had, like, the Million Man March, and now there's a Million MAGA March, which I'm curious to see how many people actually show up for this, but they're saying, like, there's going to be a Million MAGA March where people go to Washington, D.C., like a million-plus Trump supporters to go basically go support the president and, uh, you know, contest this illegitimate election. whole thing's a fucking mess. Uh, but... 
I guess we'll, I guess we'll see how it shakes out. Funny thing too, today they're all of a sudden they're like, hey, guess what? We have a COVID vaccine that's ninety percent working. Pfizer came out with that today, which obviously is just such a kick in the dick to Trump. And people were like, there's just so many conspiracy theories too now. Like everything is just seen through the lens of a conspiracy theory because the they come out and they say oh, it's ninety percent effective, which is like way higher than they thought. And then all these people are like, oh, convenient that you wait like two days after Trump's uh, or loses or whatever, you know, Biden's Biden wins to name the the or to come out with the COVID vaccine just to like not give him credit for it or whatever. I don't even know what the 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 thoughts on it are, but they uh, they did that. And so who knows the way the way lots of stocks were going in the stock market, it seems like maybe the. COVID is over soon, but then you, you know you read all these people and they're like, "Yeah, it's COVID's not over soon." Um, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of crazy shit going down in the next couple of months. That was the thing too. Everybody thought they're like, "Oh yeah, just once the election's over, that's that. We're just going to get to go back t- to how it used to be, minus the whole COVID part." Uh, there's going to it's going to be 2015 all over again, just with a with a massive pandemic, and then you're like, "Nope." Not, I mean, there is an energy that does feel a bit like stuff has changed, but not really, not really at all. Like nothing, even today, you know, because there was this idea that uh, once, once Trump was out of office, then all these politicians who felt like they were trying to get even with Trump a bit would be like, you know, for example, de Blasio or Cuomo, where I live, would be like, all right, you know, they would ease restrictions because they weren't trying to fuck him over. But even today, de Blasio was like, yeah, we're going to have to start looking at closing restaurants back up and all this shit. So not doing great. Not doing great. Um, it was an interesting election, too, like see- seeing all the demographics and stuff. Like they they announced that, that uh, Trump got the highest amount of minority uh, votes since 1960 for, I guess, a Republican, obviously, which is uh, interesting because, you know, everybody was like, this guy's a fucking racist Klansman or whatever, all this shit. And then minorities came out and voted for him. I don't know if there's a really good explanation. Some people think it was because many of them are like, you know, the in Florida, all the Cubans who don't want to go back to socialism because he basically was threatening. They're like, oh, you vote for Biden, you're going back to socialism. Um, but it is interesting that that's kind of how it shook out. And it is interesting to you that like since 1960, you're like, there were no, like how many minorities voted period like back then? Like the, I'm curious what the minority makeup of the United States was in 1960 and before it must've been tiny. It must've been like a very heavily majority white country. But anyways, it's a small win for Donald Trump. He's definitely not going to like, just, that's the thing. He's not going to go away. Like he's, if, if he loses this election and he concedes it, which I just cannot see any scenario that he does, he will be campaigning nonstop for the next four years. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. The only thing that I can think of that maybe happens is that because he's the president of the United States, Twitter has held off on just deleting his account because they're like, I'm sure he's done plenty of things to warrant it. And they're they're just like, you know what? We're not going to um, we're not going to delete his account because he's the president. And just that would just be a nightmare. And, you know, he has all sorts of power. But the moment he's out of power, I could see him just tweeting one fucking thing and just like, bam zapped and then he's everybody's gonna go on parlor that's so funny everybody's like go to parlor they've been saying that for months go to parlor it's like the worst 
worst uh, worst fucking app. Hey, guess what? It turns out it's really hard to put together a social media app and requires a lot of people and tons of money. Um, but yeah, so that's how that's going. Um, Kamala Harris. I, I haven't seen it yet with uh, with Biden, but Kamala Harris. She changed her pronouns. This was a big thing. Um, she uh, she updated her Twitter bio. She has her pronouns in her bio now, uh, which I imagine she's the first vice president to do that because I can't imagine Joe Biden had that when he was vice president, and then that thing didn't even exist. Like I don't even know. Did that exist? Did pronouns like like the whole pronoun debate? Like that that's how crazy that is. The pronoun thing is like. I'm like Obama's first term. Like, I don't even. Oh, Obama when he came in, I don't think Twitter existed, or maybe it had just just started. I don't know if he had a Twitter account, and then maybe in his second term, he probably had a Twitter account for sure at that point. Second term, he definitely that would be like 2012, 2016. He had a Twitter account, but I don't think the whole pronoun thing even existed as a concept. Like maybe it did in like the fringes of the the gender world. So Biden definitely has never had pronouns in his bio. Uh, and then, but Kamala, 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 you can't say Kamala, it's Kamala. Uh, she, she updated her pronouns cause she's fucking, she's cool as shit, you know? And she's, she's just like one of the, one of the kids, you know? And, uh, but I don't know if Biden will do that cause well, I'm sure someone will take over his Twitter account, but he's not going to do it cause he probably doesn't know what the fuck those pronouns even mean. Like, imagine Joe Biden is like, I'm Joe Biden, he, him, pronouns. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Makes zero sense. Uh, let's see. I'm just checking right now. Uh, President-elect, husband to Dr. Biden, proud father, grandfather, ready to build back better for all America. Yeah, so no. He only has 18 million followers. Trump is like 80 million. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so he hasn't put his pronouns in his bio, which means he's a bad person. Um, and uh, it's pretty fucked up that... The president-elect would not put his pronouns in his bio. What are the odds that Trump ever puts his pronouns in his bio? Never. He's like, I'm sure he's private. He's like, yeah, that's nonsense. But again, who knows? He, he's president-elect, but maybe he gets it snatched away. Because, uh, oh yeah, because that's the thing. There's just there's all these lawsuits going on. And I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past me. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be the craziest thing to happen. Um, there are a few funny things that I, I've been seeing, uh, election-wise. So this is this was a great one. This is just stuff you come across on Twitter when I'm preparing for the podcast. I mostly do it on Twitter, and so then you see just funny little like interactions. Um, so here's a guy. His name is Gene Wu. Uh, I think he's a politician because his his Twitter handles at Gene for Texas. So he did a then and now, and it's like a photo, uh, two photos side by side. The first one is that iconic, like end of world war two or whatever photo where it's like a sailor is like kissing a black and white and he's kissing a woman in the street. And then beside him is a, I don't know if it's a mixed race couple, but it's definitely, um, uh, at least a black couple. One, the guy's black. I can't tell if the woman is. Maybe she's, she's some, she's some kind of thing. And uh, and it says then and now, right? So it's like the difference then and now. But basically comparing it to like the end of the war, this big celebration. And then someone uh, replies to Gene, and it says, uh, Gene, sorry to pull. Uh, your fave is problematic, 
but this picture, though famous, was non-consensual. They did not know each other. The sailor simply grabbed this woman and kissed her without permission. Um, <laughs> which is like, sure, but he's not like condoning that behavior. He's trying to make a point, a stupid point at that. He's literally trying to compare the end of World War Two. I think it was World War Two, to Trump losing. Like, imagine like trying to compare the end of the bloody war to like Biden taking out Trump. And then she's like, um, excuse me, this was non-consensual. And you're like, uh, hey, guess what, bitch? Consent didn't exist back then. That was not a thing. There was no consent. It's like, but she's like, yeah, but it wasn't non-consensual. And you're like, yeah, well, there was no such thing as consent. So uh, I hate to break it to you, lady, but it is funny because both of those people are dumb. Um, this is actually a really interesting thing, too, because I was talking about the fake news stuff earlier. Uh with like, you know, how do you know it's true? And like the thing with, with Dick Cheney or whatever. So <laughs> this is actually a crazy fucking stunt that they would even do this. But so um, to, I guess, keep morale up in the Trump team, Trump headquarters uh, that, and it was essentially it's a guy from Tim Murtaugh, but it's basically uh, they, to keep morale up and to basically, you know, remind the Trump staff that they're like, look, you know, the media doesn't select the president, the voters select the president, and this isn't over. Um, so it was, it was a uh, newspaper, like a uh, front page of a newspaper, and it was like s- taped up all over. And it says, uh, President Gore, right, on it, and it says, Gore over the top uh, with bare majority, Right, so that's in the Washington Times. It says election special bear, and it's and because obviously Gore did not win, it went to the Supreme Court or whatever. But then it turns out that was a completely fake newspaper. It's like because like then they went and they got the actual newspaper and it says President Bush Texan over the top with the bear with bear majority. So basically, the Trump campaign was like, hey, guess what? The media doesn't select the president. Then showed a fake newspaper where the actual newspaper did select the president and was correct. And then they had to like delete it. Cause they're like, this looks fucking insane. Like I get wanting to be like, you know what? Let's, let's try and boost some morale here folks. But this was just not, not the way to do it. Or maybe it was, who knows? I mean, I can't see them like at this point needing like a morale boost. You're like, look, you're going to fucking do a bunch of your legal challenges. Maybe you're going to win. Maybe you're going to not. Oh, yeah, this dude's uh, director of communications for real Donald Trump, Tim Murtaugh. So uh, you got that going on. And then um, we have a couple more things. Oh, yeah, this was uh, this was just a classic example of people just like instantly kind of like you know, on both sides, basically just like, you know, you do something and it's like so clear. Um, like just, I guess, I don't even know what, like just being partisan or whatever, but it's like this guy, Aaron Rupar, who like, he just takes tons of shit on Twitter cause he has some of the worst takes. So SNL was, um, delayed for, uh, SNL was delayed for um, the Notre Dame game. There's all these people on the field after the game ended. And it said he, he writes not ideal during a worsening pandemic. And then literally like, you know, 
slightly earlier, it's like it's party time outside the White House as Biden is is uh, elected 46th president. And it's like, dude. And again, he's just like, oh, in my defense, he's like, there were a lot more masks at the White House than on the football field. And you're like, dude, it's like, just if you're going to be a partisan person, just lean into it. Why do you got to? Why do you got to be so glaringly hypocritical? It just it seems ridiculous. Okay, and then last thing, because this is so funny. So this dude, televangelist Kenneth Copeland, uh, this was on this uh, Twitter. He's a televangelist, so he's obviously insane. So um, the media declaring that Joe Biden has won the election and will become president. He, this is televangelist Kenneth Copeland laughs at the media for declaring that Joe Biden has won the election and will become president. This is one of the most unhinged, crazy things I've ever seen slash heard. So I'm going to play it for you now. The media said what? <laughs> the media said Joe Biden's president. is just one crazy deranged old man losing his fucking mind um but it's honestly it's one of you know laughter's infections infectious it is one of those things where laughter really is infectious uh because if you watch it a bunch of times you'll just start laughing not at the fact that he's insane although you might laugh at the fact that he's insane there's a few things there but it uh it's just an Crazy, crazy. I can't wait till we're past the... Actually, we're never going to be out of this. I, I keep saying, like, oh, I can't wait till this is over. It's never going to be over. And on that note, this is over. Thank you, everybody, for listening um, to the full election special um, of Punching Down. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. Subscribe, whatever the fuck. You know how to do it. And I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.